late o'clock. It is past everyone's bedtime, especially if you get up at 4.30 in the morning, like one-third of us um, on the couch. So I am on the couch in the sunshine state of Florida with a couple of friends of mine, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Go ahead. I'll let you go first, babe. All right. I'm Sean Norris and uh, Bobby Joe's husband. <laughs> and he's also a dad and lots of other really right. cool things. Right. We'll talk about those, I right. guess. He's like, I'm not getting into all that right now. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm Bobby Joe and I'm Sean's wife. And I'm a mom and Catherine's friend. Wow. Can you put that in your bio for, like, yeah. Instagram? <laughs> Instagram bio, okay. Yeah, please. Like, I'm Catherine's friend. Catherine's friend. Yeah. And so, y'all are, like, kind of my age. You're a little bit older than I am, but we're in the um, the BKF club, the Big Kids Forever club. So, we're going to, like, continue to get older but never grow up. Did you want to be a part of that? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I inducted I'm you. Oh. Young at the same time. You, you invited him in? I think I just did. Oh. I mean, he's got as many, like, gray hairs in his beard as I have in my head. So, I feel like that we have to be in the Big Kids Forever Club. I mean. And we're tatted. Yeah. So, that, like, that matters. We're tatted and pierced. Yeah. Do you only have one ear pierced? I do. Sean only has one ear pierced. I know y'all can't see it on the podcast, but I just I wanted to make note of that. I used to have my nipples pierced it's when cool. I first got married. Wow. On the first did day. you make them take them out? No. No? Just no? grew up. My nose is trying to grow up right now. <laughs> what does that have to say? Like, it's literally like it, the nose ring is like being pushed out of my nose. That's crazy. What Maybe is that? Scar tissue? You got you scar tissue, like, in no. your babushkas? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that hurts. You know that's, that's like grandma in Russian? What? Babushka. I did not know that. Wow. So you know sign language and you know Russian. No, Wait, you said I say Russian. Did you say Russian? You yeah. said German. No, Russian. Russian, okay. He only knows a few things because yeah. he used to date a Russian. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's not you. Nope, definitely not Russian. <laughs> <laughs> so, from which... Wow, I don't even know what I was about to say. Wisconsin, Russian, mm-hmm. to Wisconsin. Why do I keep wanting to say Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> that's more country than I say. Right. I know. <laughs> Man, I mean, y'all's accents are strong from Wisconsin, but I'm assuming that the Russian was worse. Yeah. As far as an accent goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still, there's a whole, there's probably like 60, in like a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all know each other. Yeah, it's pretty thick. Mm-hmm. Accents. Was that when you were, you were living in Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Was that yeah. the only place you've ever lived? Well, I was born in Montana, but I moved to Wisconsin when I was like three. Can you imagine him being from country? Montana with a, like a big cowboy, country boy? I kind of could. I did, man. <laughs> <laughs> with like bootleg jeans oh, man. and oh, like Lord. flannel. Oh my gosh, I really could. I can see that it more. That he would smell like flannel. Candle. I can see it more now than when I was growing up. Well, Sean, what is, what's like your favorite thing about yourself? I'm going to give you an opportunity to oh, like, man. we don't have that to, time. To, <laughs> <laughs> so what is, yeah, what is, what's your favorite thing about yourself? Um, I think my ability to read people and to connect with them after I can read them. Okay. Um, I like my humor once I get mm-hmm. to know you. 
I stay back when I first meet people and judge how they can take mm-hmm. things in there. And well, then, not things, jokes, babe. Right. Just say what it is. Well, jokes, just anything. Just their, right. their sense of humor, their moral, I guess you would say, compass. Uh-huh. And then I can kind of judge on how to mm. interact with them, which is nice in my job since I'm in sales. I can I can pick on, up yeah. on it quick. And People then, would always say, Sean never talks to me. And yeah. I'm like, he will. He right. never stops talking when he likes you. <laughs> I know. Or making well, fun of you. Or making I, fun of you. So the first time that I met you was that when I came to stay at your house. After, after Cold Orange Revival. Right. Yeah. In Wisconsin though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. So this is your third trip, right? To I know. But yeah. But I can only imagine, like, you never met me. And you're probably thinking, like, why is my wife inviting some person no, that she just met? No, it makes met? perfect sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to know, like. How did, like, what was your perception of me, like, when I first met you? Because I think I'm kind of quiet at first, too. Yeah, I guess I agree with that. I don't even remember, like, the first time we met, really. I feel like we just, I think, I feel like we made a, we made a homemade pizza. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, and that, and that thing that, like, yeah, the pizzazz. If you don't have a pizzazz, you have to get one. That was probably Elena's at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. We make grilled cheese, cookies. Was she living with us at the time? No. She she was in the or same like door. apartment she complex. She was next door, yeah. Yeah. Man, shout out to Elena. She was, like, I met her when I met you. Yeah. And now she's she's still living in Wisconsin? Uh, uh, for the next week. Yeah. They're moving to New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yeah. Wow. Yeah. She married, doing big things. Right. Well, yeah. Sean has a lot of confidence, as you can tell. I do. We don't have a lot of time oh. to tell you all the things I love about myself. Well, Bobby Joe, what do you love most about yourself? Maybe a short time. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good question. What I love most about myself is... You're not going to be, like, y'all are not going to be boasting on yourselves the whole podcast okay. episode. I'm just letting you know. Okay. I'm just giving you an opportunity to do that. <laughs> and then we can sharpen some things later. I don't know what I really love, honestly, about myself. I think I just... It's kind of crazy, but I love the love that I have for people. That's weird. I love the love that I have for people, <laughs> but, but I'm weird. But it's that's good. a gift. Yeah. Like, not everybody loves people. Yeah. At least not like you love people. And culture. I love that I love culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different cultures or just culture in general? Different Like cultures. how they vary so much? Yeah. Yeah. I like that, too. Well... What is, see, this is where it gets a little, little deeper, but what is your favorite thing, Bobby Joe, about Sean? Oh, man. Um, well, Sean's really you funny. Can, you can, it's PG rated. <laughs> okay. PG but no, 30. this is for real. Sean's really funny. There's two things I really love about Sean. He's really funny, and when he belly laughs, it's like a for real laugh. It's awesome. But yeah. he always makes me laugh. Crying. Always. Yeah. 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 There'll be times where we'll just start crying laughing. And even after 13 years together, like, it still happens all the time. That's and the other thing that I love about him is that he always takes the time to look at everything from multiple angles. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he spends so much time caring about other people's 
like situations or feelings or whatever. It's not that he cares what they think, but mm-hmm. he just doesn't want to be the one to cause harm or to cause right like issues. Yeah, you know, it's like when you said that there's probably not a situation that he's involved in that he hasn't already thought about multiple consequences of what could happen depending on what choice he makes. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's yeah. It's that's a gift awesome. and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because there's a lot of times, you know, like when I get angry about stuff and he'll bring it to my attention and be like, well, what about this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I never thought about that. And then my anger kind of goes away because it's another pers- like perspective I didn't mm-hmm. think of that could really be reality, you right. know? Yeah. So I like that. Good stuff. Sean, yeah. same question. What's your favorite thing about... Your beloved, <laughs> your beloved bride, Bobby Joe. I feel like we need to be alliterated. I like that she's easy to make laugh. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah. So that's why you're married. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> I just laugh at everything. Yeah. Uh, I actually love that she's a type A personality, um, driven, focused. Because I don't know what you'd call it in the type A's, but I'm blue. I like to connect, but I don't have that like super like focused or like um you know down to details so we work well together that way i can gather and you know connect and communicate what she does too but and then she can get it down to the focused or if it's a business learn you know how to monetize it yeah better than i can so well i don't know i don't i don't know y'all's like story well enough to tell it i know that i have heard it at mm-hmm. least, I feel like I've heard it twice. Like, I even know, like, the restaurant. I think y'all took me to the restaurant that, like, y'all first went to together. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But That's um, where we met the first night. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Like, it was on, like, it was in, like, a corner of, like, in downtown Milwaukee, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I can, like, see it in my head from when I went there. But I happen to know, Bobby Joe, that you didn't see yourself being married. No. Nope. And it took somebody, <clears throat> like Sean, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Sean, um, to just to like part. sweep your type A self <laughs> <laughs> off your feet, so I want you to to like I don't know how much how much like background you want to go into, but like how you didn't see yourself being married, and y'all can kind of give your own like kind of perspective. Because Sean, did did you like always dream of like I want to be married? Uh, I guess I wouldn't say like dream of it, but it always you know I come from. I'm blessed to come from that family line where my parents have been married for 40 some years. So I didn't see life not being married, I guess, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But you wanted to be selective. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I first like met marriage Sean, for marriage. Yeah. yeah, when I first met Sean, he said, I've never told a girl I loved her. Right. And how old were y'all at that time? Well, we got, I, I got married when I was, well, we got married when uh, I was 25. So I was probably so. 26. She was probably 25. Three-ish, twenty-four. Yeah, depending on the day. <laughs> so at twenty-six, yeah, you had never told a girl you loved her. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. Other than probably like your mom. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe your sister on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> it's pushing it there. <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so you met how? We met through my buddy Marcus. Okay. Um, he was having a going away party. Yeah. He was pulling to play ball over in Ireland. And he invited an ex-girlfriend of his that they're still friends. Mm -hmm. And she was... I was friends with... Melissa, yeah. And 
And she kept, you got to come, you got to come. And I was like, I don't want to go. I had worked all day. I played soccer. I didn't want, I didn't want to go. And I ended up going. And then Sean was there. And I, when we were leaving, I was driving Melissa home. And I said, hey, do you know who Marcus's friend is? Because I've never met, I'm, I think I may have met Marcus one other time, but I never met Sean, never, I didn't know him at all. And so she's like, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll ask Marcus details or whatever. And I was like, okay. And, and I, simultaneously, I was in the car asking Marcus who Melissa's friend was. Yeah. So y'all never even talked? No. I mean, we we took a picture together. We danced a little bit. We were, she was there with her boyfriend at the time. Stop. No, I'm just kidding. He was one of my good friends from college. He yeah. always he always jokes. He was your boyfriend. I'm like, no, I wasn't dating anybody. <laughs> wow. So y'all, so y'all, like, you talked and took a picture of dance, but you didn't know that either even, was like, the name no. or like. Mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> we make a song out of that. Yeah. But what's crazy is I was in my last year of college, and so he told Marcus to get, basically he gave his number to Melissa to give mm-hmm. to me, and I never got it. So I was in college, like I just had written it off. I was like, oh, well, I didn't right. hear anything from her. It's fine. No big deal. And I was finishing my last semester of college, and I had you know, huge portfolio due and working full time. I wasn't really, I didn't have time or like the thought Mm -hmm. process to consider all the things. And then I finally was done, turned in my portfolio and a girl, some of my girlfriends and I went out dancing one night in a pitch like black club dancing. And we're just like standing there and here comes Sean. I see like this dude walking like beelining to me across oh the club and I was like, Who is this? And then he came up to me and I was like, Oh my gosh, hey, how are you? And he said, How come you never called me? And I said, I don't have your number. And he's like, What? And so we exchanged numbers that night, talked a little bit. I didn't stay long and I left and we never stopped talking since. Wow. Yeah. And how much time had was in between that three months yeah about wow. three months yeah and then before our for was it our we had a first date and then we our did. second date was essentially her coming to my house for christmas so with all my aunts uncles cousins that was a quick meeting the family right? i'm saying <laughs> but i also went home after our first date and told my aunt Diane that i was gonna marry her so yeah our first date was awesome. It I wouldn't I didn't think it was a date, right? No, like, I mean we just connected for all technical purposes, yeah. But we just went to the pub and just had dinner. Yeah, he was out with his friends, and I happened to have a free night. So she came out, and he was like, "Are you able to come out?" And I said, "Yeah, I can come out for a little bit." And we, I went out, and you know I'm not a big drinker, so mm-hmm. like I didn't go out, you know, to to drink. But we ended up, like, I literally had intentions of staying for, like, an hour. And I told him that. I was like, I'm really tired. It's been a long day. I'll come for an hour. We were talking so much that the bar lights went on. Mm-hmm. 2 a.m. And I was like, what time is it? And he was like, it's 2. Y'all got to go. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, no concept of time wow. at all. And then he was like, hey, you want to come to my family Christmas? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and then how long... Before there was a proposal and then marriage, because I feel like it was it was well, pretty quick, right? We started dating that New Year's. Yeah. 
So she came to Christmas, then New Year's we were dating. Mm -hmm. And then the next February we were engaged. So a year. Yep. We dated a year. A year. And a month. Yeah, yeah, a year and a month. Man. Yeah. Now we're still kids. Yeah. yeah and we now got married you... 27 and 25. Yeah. yeah. So you just you just celebrated your 11th anniversary, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then someday you're going to renew your vows and you're going to invite me. I'm going to be yeah. here. It'll yeah. be here on the beach. Yeah. Yep. yep. I'm going to do She's it. She's already RSVP'd. Nice. I've already RSVP'd for the invitation I haven't received. <laughs> you could even be ordained. I technically am. Oh, there you go. There. So there you can do it. Wow, I could. Yeah. Do you even have to be ordained for something like for just no, a renewal? You don't have Probably to. not. But you I it's not a legal thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Well, now yeah. we have it in in I know. audio. Anybody else listening that you need vow renewals or you need like you know somebody to marry you? I'm right. available. I can try to fit it in my schedule. My sister's also a photographer. If you want to elope, we'll just do the whole package together. Anyway, go. okay. There's your commercial for the day. <laughs> Moving on. So, all right. So the next question is. Um, what have you learned about yourself mm. from the significant other? Man, in 11 years, or 13 years actually. Yeah. Um. A lot. That you didn't know prior. So, this is going to be like a deep response and I won't go into great detail, but Sean, I grew up in a, I don't want to say loveless home, <laughs> but I grew up in a really crazy Rough rough mm -hmm. childhood and Sean has really taught me to love myself so that yeah it's been my cross to bear <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah I think the one of the biggest things you learn in marriage is just communication and as easy as that sounds it's it's more like even we always joke we joke now like when we were first married and dating if we had any arguments or disagreements, I like to talk it out right away. Mm -hmm. I don't like people being mad at me. I'm not used to it. And so I like to get it out of the way. She likes to take time and gather her thoughts so she doesn't say mm -hmm. anything crazy or anything like that. So a lot of times when she would go away and take her, we'd end up arguing or talking about it over text instead of in person. Well, then you couldn't hear each other's voice you couldn't hear how right. they're saying different things so everything was kind of taken mm -hmm. out of context a lot so then one day i just said we're not mm -hmm. we're not allowed to have any serious conversation over text anymore <laughs> because you don't when you're married you don't realize that you're taking on this person that's not there's no right or wrong but like her perspective and her um vision of life and how she was raised and everything like that is just totally different mm -hmm. so when I do something or say something I'm looking at it through the filter of my life my eyes my upbringing where it could be totally something different to her mm -hmm. and it's not right or wrong it's just that's her filter through her life through her upbringing to her raising even just like silly stuff I always say this but you know when I would you know my dad and mom are traditional old school Mom is in the kitchen cooking, cleaning. Dad does a job or work. And so I would do the dishes or vacuum like it was this big deal, like I was doing something for her. And she would could care less. I mean, it was cool, but it was just like, oh, good job. You did your dishes. You mm -hmm. know, like this is your household too. And so just little things like that were necessarily she wasn't wrong and I wasn't wrong. But we had to learn like why she yeah. thought that and why I thought it different. So. And I think too, like to play into that, 
if you don't know your partner's love language, you should know it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm horrible at words of affirmation because mm-hmm. I feel like I married you. That's enough words of affirmation. <laughs> like, but it's also, I said I do. It's right. also something that... <laughs> right, right. You it's know? also something that she never got. Right. So it's not natural for so me. So it's to not, be like, yeah. you job. know, no one showed her love that way. So she mm-hmm. doesn't show love that way. Right. Or didn't show love that way. So I've had to learn that, right? And I had to learn, like, you know, to be more vocal mm-hmm. about things. And that was hard because, like he said, I shouldn't have to thank you for doing the dishes. You made them dirty. Like, great work, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But yeah. at the same time, like, you know, when you become married, it's not about you. It's about us together. And if mm-hmm. that's how you feel valued and you feel appreciated, like, then I'm going to have to be aware of that. Just like my love language is quality time, you know? And when he's like, hey, let's go do this. Or, hey, I, you know, I did this for, uh, for example, we like to watch a show at night before we go to bed and he'll pick out new shows and he's like, I watched the trailer on this and I thought of you, we should check it out. Like those little Mm -hmm. things mean a lot because it means that you're thinking of the time that you value and spend with me. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because we don't get a lot of time. We, I mean, you see our life, we're busy. (laughs) So, I mean, the fact that you're taking time out of your sleep time, (laughs) <laughs> like Our literally right now your sleep time your like chill time and right. downtime like I don't take that lightly so I appreciate that oh yeah we, but this is still quality time with y'all I'm right. just kind of like third wheeling right now <laughs> <laughs> on y'all's like little couch dates I'm going to bed soon it's fine wow. but that, and then to not dismiss each other like when you learn that about each other you, I feel like a lot of couples just and maybe just guys or who are just are like well that's stupid you shouldn't feel that way just because something isn't necessarily a fact or maybe you didn't mean it that way or say it that way mm-hmm. doesn't negate that they feel a certain way mm-hmm. when you do it or say it and if sure. you don't learn like this is a team is a partnership so i need to learn why they feel that way and then grow from that if you just dismiss it then you're gonna have a rough time well and, and we have only been in what like maybe two arguments three maybe well, i'd say past year two <laughs> and a half yeah, we probably had one argument. We're so, like, good, total three. We're I mean, not good argument people, though. Do you understand how much of a miracle though. that is that in, during a global pandemic where people, right. like, are required to stay at home <laughs> that you've only had, what, one argument? Mm-hmm. We're built to not have <laughs> arguments, though, because I've never, I never had, I mean, I have friends for, what, Your Marcus's 20-some years, Curtis's 30-some years, Julius, uh, Carl, and I've never, like, I'm just not a... I don't yell at people. I don't scream. He's so patient. And she, today, she like, holds things in, you know, and then we talk about it later. But so ne- mm-hmm. neither of that creates a fact where we're both, either one of us are going right. to argue. So we just don't really. Although I think when I do get mad about stuff, I've gotten a lot better of just being like, it's whatever. It's not a right. big deal. That's true too. Yeah. Like, is it really worth being mad over? And that's the thing too. When you're first sure. married, you get mad and then like, you don't say anything or do anything like it ruins the whole day and then now that we're older mm-hmm. she'll get mad and then i'm just like whatever where are we going to eat like you know what <laughs> i mean it just moved on like all right all right you're mad i get it let's move on where you yeah know. yeah i think we've mentioned that y'all have a daughter a mm-hmm. nine-year-old daughter yeah and so obviously that changes things when you have a baby mm-hmm.
you know, bringing her home from the hospital, like all that kind of stuff is, is so crazy. But now she's nine and mm-hmm. she's so smart and so like independent in a lot of ways. But like, what what would you say, like having a daughter, how has that changed your life and your perspective? And and also I want to ask, and you can, if you, if you want to put these two questions together, um, how are you wanting to like instill values and like how you're growing into this human that you're raising? One of the main things for me is that I do not disrespect her dad ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't have. I mean, I, I I wouldn't disrespect him anyway to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't talk ill about my husband. I don't, you know, degrade him ever. But for me, I was raised in a home where men were nothing. My mom was very independent. My grandma and grandpa pretty much raised us outside of my home. And they fought all the time, my grandma and grandpa. But they were so good to us, right? Like, they were just genuinely great people to us. And so I was never raised in a home where marriage was a good thing. Um, So when we got married, I we've already talked about I didn't want to be married. I also didn't want to be a mom. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have kids. And I told him that at our premarital counseling. I said, listen, I love you enough to let you go. So if you want to have children, I respect that. You can go be with someone else and I won't hate you. And he's like, no, 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 we'll figure it out, blah, blah, blah. And then we ended up having Sloan. And I want her to have such a good relationship with her dad because as a female who didn't have a relationship with her dad that left a lot of void in my life it mm-hmm. left a lot of questions it left leaves a lot of doubt or lack of self-worth right and so for me to to enforce that and to be kind to him when she's around also helps only when she's around though. yeah no. only when she's around <laughs> it helps me to see that the lack that I had in my life growing up, I drew the line in the sand. Like, mm-hmm. she's going to have a better example of what a good marriage should look like, of what a husband and wife relationship should look like, of how a connection with her dad is so valued and strong. Like, that is my goal. That's my drive with her is that I love my husband, but I want them to have something that I never had. And they do. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And he's a great dad, but I make sure that, you know, sometimes she'll get upset. Well, dad's mad at me. And I'm like, honey, you know, like I have to reiterate, I have to bring her back and say, he means, you know, X, Y, Z. You can't be upset about that. Here's why. And I don't ever talk ill about him and put down what he set in motion, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Done? Done. Right. <laughs> you go, babe. You do it. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot. I mean, there's a ton of things that you learn being married and having a kid. And one thing is that you are a moron if you ever tried to give advice to anybody who was married or had a kid before <laughs> you were married or had a kid. Accurate. Because now I just laugh at bless your heart at people who who try to say right things about <laughs> marriage or or having kids. Sure. Um. I also think it gives you a different appreciation for your own parents. When you have, when you're married, I had a more different appreciation for my dad, 
and then when I had Sloan, or we had Sloan, I had more appreciation for my parents and probably what they went through, you know, ups and downs, ins and outs, financials that we never even knew about, mm-hmm. you know, but were probably going on behind the scenes. Um, and then if you get into a deep answer, I know we've talked about this before, is I think that, I think why, personally, why the family structure is so big in the Bible is because I think when you get married, if you do it right, I think that's the closest you can get to man's perfect love, I guess. Mm-hmm. But but it's still conditional. You still get upset with each other. You still get mad, things like that. And then when you have a kid, I think you get closest to that real unconditional love where you can be, you know, upset with someone in the same breath. Love you know, them so love much. them yeah. beyond condition. So, and and it allows you to see, like, when God calls you his child, like, what that really entails yeah. as far as, like, how much you would give your child, but then sometimes the lessons you have to teach them that they may be thinking you're being mean or you're disciplining them and it's wrong, but it's actually all out of love. So it kind of gives you that different perspective on on how he, mm-hmm. you know, is interacts with us and teaches us sometimes, too. Like when you have a child, you can understand a little more, still not the full extent, but a little right. more of how, of how God loves us. So um, so how has basically um, your faith journey, like your, mm-hmm. your faith walk, all of that, like how has that transitioned over the years? Because, Sean, you were a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. our pastor's kid, were, yeah, our, our um, and best friend pastor that they had too. So. Yeah. So, um, like, so how is, how is that? Cause I know like growing up in church, there's been a lot of <laughs> ups and downs, a lot of ups and downs, mm. like, you know, wide left, whatever, just, so I want to hear like from you guys, um, what's, what's been like your faith journey right now? Cause is anything like mine? Like, I don't even <laughs> know where mine is right now. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty good, but it's, it's definitely different than it was a year ago, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's it like for you? Well, like you said, I mean, I've been pastor's kid, so I was saved when I was five, um, baptized when I was seven. Um, I, as, if there was, like, a religious goal of mm-hmm. of hitting how many times you go to church, I was surpassed it by the time I was probably 15. <laughs> I always go to church on Sundays, had youth group on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Juana's on Thursdays. One of them probably had something going on on the weekends. We had home fellowship. Mm-hmm. I mean, there probably wasn't a night that I wasn't in church. Yeah. But I think growing up, the one thing, my dad is definitely very black and white, kind of old school. Like, uh, you know, he wouldn't, one time this guy crashed in front of our house and the neighbor came out to see what was going on and we were chatting and the neighbor went to throw an empty beer can in our trash and my dad wouldn't let him just because in case anybody somehow sees his trash can might think he drank, you know, like, so he's yeah. very black and white. But the good thing about um, what he taught a lot is he definitely instilled that it has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with works. It's all relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's always helped me, I guess, through my, through my journey. And there's always ebbs and flows of, you know, ins and outs of 
being where I should be and then being where I shouldn't be probably. Um, I think as of late though, with, I mean, just like I said, you know, when I was married and had kids, that kind of grew a different perspective and thought on God. And then just lately with all the chaos going on in the world and then a lot of, you know, Stephen Furtick's sermons hit different. And it's just interesting to see like, I don't know, it's just, I, we've talked about this a lot and there's just different perspectives on God that I have now that um, I may not have thought or maybe I did, but just didn't thoroughly think it through. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to expound on yeah, that? Yeah, just like the fact that, I mean, I don't know if I'm sure you heard his sermon um, where he was talking about the man who was important and wanted his, you know, kid to be healed, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got Peter who, you know, is a disciple who's, you know, walking on the water, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, like, in that situation, you know, a guy said, this man had great faith, even though the guy said, I don't even deserve right. you to, he said, you just say it now, because I yeah. don't even deserve you to come to my house. And Peter, who was a disciple, had little faith, which was interesting to me. And then, like, with, uh, um, I'm trying to think of who did the oil, and then they got mad at each other. Because uh, one was cooking and cleaning and oh, doing all. Martha. Martha. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they're both of them had their brother Lazarus, right, passed away. Yeah. And even though one was doing what she should do and praising God, and the, and the other one was upset and married and, you know, cleaning is mm-hmm. angry and stuff. So in the worldview, one was doing the right thing, you know, religiously, and one was doing the wrong, yet they both had the same outcome. Mm-hmm. So, like, just just kind of working through that God's not a respecter of persons and our, our think our manly mind always wants to think like I'm doing good so I should get good you know and right. that person's bad or you know or whatever and how God doesn't see us that way you know how we're all you know very equal as far as his love you know we might have earthly mm-hmm. consequences different but and then too like I've been going through perspectives of we always say turn the other cheek and we're so nice, you know, and we're very politically correct with our scriptures sometimes. And I'm not a big advocate for gloom and doom and you can save now so you don't die in hell, you know, type of thing. <laughs> but I think if we actually read the Bible, like God wasn't a punk and he didn't let his people be punks either. Like he, he sent them out to go to war. He sent David out to kill Goliath. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes we're, too soft too as Christians like to let people just walk all over us and speak about God any kind of way and we're trying to be there's a definitely a place and a time to be kind but there's also a time to speak up and so a lot of how I was raised was rules and religion like I mean I've shared this with you I wasn't allowed to eat bacon no pork no shellfish Certain foods were off the list. Uh, You're not allowed to wear jewelry. Um, Like if when we got married, if I was a true Seventh-day Adventist, I wouldn't have a ring. I would more or less have like a watch or a bangle. Like jewelry is not a, like you're just not flashy. I mean, there's just so many things that. Mm -hmm. I always skip that part in the Bible where it says that stuff. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And then, you know, the other thing is the going to church from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, that's the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, you just go with it when that's what's fed to you. Yeah. You you're go, a kid. You're, you're a kid. You don't disrespect your elders. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in Sunday school. I went to Bible, by our church, church camp every summer. And it was reiterated over and over and over. And I loved my friends. I loved the connections that I had in the church. But, you know, there was no feeding of my spirit. It was literally rules and regulations. And you follow and you color in the lines and you do the things, right? So when I started to get older, I had questions. And I think as I'm getting older, I have more questions every day. Same. And, um... I started to question the Sabbath. Not that I didn't believe in the Sabbath, but why Friday to Saturday? What if God labeled the seventh day right. on Tuesday? You know, we don't know. Right. And um, because I started to have questions, I was kind of shunned. And so I kind of just went on a journey of myself. Like, went out and had fun and met friends and... I never really lost religion. I never really lost speaking to God because I would still pray. I remember, I mean, I shared this with you earlier mm-hmm. while you were here. I would still pray every night. I didn't know how to pray, but my prayer would be, God, just protect me because I grew up in such a bad home. I, mm-hmm. That was my prayer every night. And I really think looking at my family, I can see in pockets of my life where God really was there. For me, maybe not everybody else, but for me, I can see that, yeah. right? And then in my early 20s, I was saved. You know, I gave my life to Christ. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that, you know, that's not how we were taught as Seventh-day Adventists. It was you do good, mm-hmm. you're a good person, you follow the rules, right. and that's it. Mm, and that's um scary. You know, and I, I've even asked my grandma, I'm like, Grandma, are you saved? And she's like, I've accepted God as my Savior. Okay, cool. Like, that's all I needed to know, mm-hmm. right? To make sure that she has that belief that God mm-hmm. is her Savior, right? Yeah. Whether she said the prayer or not. I mean, that's that's in her heart, and I'm good right. with that. <laughs> but um, then I became a Christian, and I battled religion still. Because even though I started to go to church, in a Christian church, non-denomination, there were so many cliques in church and so many mm-hmm. church people. And I didn't, I'd never fit in anywhere because yeah. I had questions. Because I was raised a different way. I wasn't like the others. Mm-hmm. I didn't come from a home like he did, right? I didn't know scripture. Yeah. I didn't, I still don't even... My daughter's nine, and she knows all the books of the Bible. Don't ask me the books of the Bible. I don't know them all, and I'm 36. Like, that's not how I was raised, right? And so I'm learning, and I'm growing in my faith. But my thing now is that I feel like I'm Sloan's age with my relationship with God. But this year specifically, in 2020, it has grown substantially Mm -hmm. because I I don't have anything else but to lean on his truth. And to ask questions, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've seen a lot of growth. Like you said, Stephen Furtick's sermons have hit differently and have hit harder in some aspects. But um, one thing I always know to be true is that I'm called to love. And at the end of the day, I just want to do that. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think that he's going to, you know, crack me down and be like, you didn't know all the scriptures, you didn't know all the books of the Bible, but I know I continue to study, I continue to grow, I continue to walk, I continue to ask questions, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's always a growing process. It's a little bit different than him. (laughs) Almost like, not quite night and day different, but like, Sean, you said that your dad pretty much told you, like, it's not about Mm -hmm. works. Right. It's not about, like, what you do or don't do. It's about a relationship, whereas you were raised pretty much the opposite. Right. That it is. It's all about, like, works. Right. Be a good person. Do good. And that's how, like, that's how you'll measure. Right. So, it's very different. And somehow, (laughs) your paths, like, you know, have crossed and you're growing together. And so, it's really, I mean, it's really cool. That was one of the... unfold but it's cool to see it now that was one of the things when we had our first quote-unquote date I was very honest with him I basically told him I was like I'm not willing to deal with xyz like Mm -hmm. my I my life has been really messed up like I shared a lot of really crazy stuff with him on our first date because at that point what did I have to lose like if you didn't like me you didn't like me okay well then I go on with my life right but I felt like I needed to be open and honest and I felt like he was receiving it mm-hmm. in a sense of not no judgment and yeah. so when I told him that and he's like yeah I'm a pastor's kid I was like listen I'm not interested <laughs> you know what I mean and right. he's like no no not like that not like that and I'm like okay <laughs> so it was it was a good conversation when we first met but he also knew that I was kind of like a baby Christian mm-hmm. and zero judgment but there's a lot of questions that I've even asked him through our marriage where I'm like what do you think of this or what do you know about this or you know what do you think this means and we have some really great conversations because he's very wise and I'm Mm -hmm. still growing you know so yeah we also I also had not normally all the churches but every night I listen to my treasure chest bible tapes (laughs) when I go to sleep and now Sloan listens to them what? And that's how different we are. Is that there's stories on there, just is like a, um, is that a real thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that like in your trapper keeper? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a tape. We have to tapes, go to the goodwill got, um, to got, find a tape we player. We got CDs, right. yeah. Finally, and then, but wow. there's but, like uh, seven dunks and muddy water. You know when they was told to go. Yeah, and she had never heard that story before. No, and wow. that's a story I probably heard. Right. More than a thousand times. Probably. Yeah, so a lot of times we'll turn on the tapes and I'm like sitting there. I'm like, where's like my popcorn? <laughs> I'm like, I need to hear this story. And I'm like, oh, what happens next? It's these that little is, kid tapes. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but that is like, I, I feel like that the more that I grow in, the, grow in my faith, like mm-hmm. that is what it should be more like. It should be more like childlike mm-hmm. that I'm looking at everything with my eyes wide open like, yeah. oh, this is so cool. Right. Like, I don't ever want to just be like reading something like, or hearing of something in the Bible and being like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Right. You know, like, even if I have heard before, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. I mean, it's just like, you know, you watch a great movie, but, you know, you would, like, if it's a really good movie, you'd want to watch it again right. and again. Right. And, you and you'd see get on the edge different. of your seat, yeah. like, every mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. laugh at the same parts every time, but, like, when you know they're coming. So, like, that's really cool. Yeah. And that's how I think it's supposed to be, too, because I think as you grow, the Holy Spirit reveals different things to you, mm-hmm. you know, as you're reading. Segue into the, the last question mm-hmm. of this episode, and then we're gonna go to bed.
two parts. Mm -hmm. One is in, in today's world, <laughs> which is a pandemic and everything is weird or whatever. So in, in today's world and in like a utopia, in a perfect world, what would be like your ideal day of like what you would want to do from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed? Like if you could have, if you gave anything today, realistically, and then also like if you could just choose anything. I think for, for me, for today, just because the world is so crazy, and not that ever tomorrow is, tomorrow is promised, not that that's ever true, but I think because I see it differently, especially this year, for me, time with each other, like really just quality time to like tune out all the noise, all the, the garbage that's happened in our world. I mean, even like throw our phones across the room kind of time, you know? Or in the ocean. Right, <laughs> or the ocean so you can see the fishes. Put it in rice. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think for today's world, like that would be my thing is to have a memory, memory full, impactful day mm -hmm. that would rock us for years. You know, like just eating that. Lot to your jar. Right. You could add everything to our jar. And I don't mean us, like just him and I. I mean like right. the three of us. Yeah, the four of us. Yeah, the four of us. Gonna be <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like the last four days, like we've, we've just kind of like done that. Like yeah. we've just enjoyed time. Every bit of the yeah. Day. Like, Seriously, I have. So, yeah. So then, that would be my today. Okay. Yeah, probably the same. I mean, either the three of us just doing something. Or just kind of in our own world, or even just having family and friends come out and hang out and enjoy each other. Yeah. I think sitting somewhere you know, where we hung out all day, maybe with a few of my good friends and their family, and then we could find like a hookah bar <laughs> on the ocean somewhere that would be so lit. and just right. relax. Hookah on the ocean. Yeah. Is that that's your how we, utopia, or is that always, it? Somehow no, feel like the bars are not open right. during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, God. Talk about <laughs> spreading the corona. <laughs> you gotta put your mask you have your on. Your own, right, put your you mask your on thing. and change the tip. You know? yeah. <laughs> so that's how we always are. We we much rather have like, time and experiences than yeah. And some belly laughs. Yeah. 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 I don't think I've ever heard you belly laugh. And she said, so, but that's not something that you can just like manufacture. Right. So. Right. Next time he does it, get a video. She's got it. I, we better laugh a lot of the stuff I say and do. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> just what you say and do? She's got me about six, seven times. Yeah, maybe. he counts on one hand how many times I really made him laugh. <laughs> well, I expect to get a video of him. I can't see the person. Ones. So I, in a perfect world, or we better something else. Uh, I always ask him, I'm like, is this a good one? Is this going to add <laughs> to your list? He's like, no, not quite. Close. <laughs> I love it. Um... In a perfect world, I think, because I, I just, I'm all about memories, and I'm about connecting, and relationships, and time, you know, I think as you age, you want time to slow down, because it really does go by fast, and it's like you can, we were talking about that, just like year to year, you know, when your kids get pictures renewed, it's like, what happened? Right. In one year, like, 
what happened? And it's just, it seems to just happen faster and faster. So for me, time is always going to be my utopia or day to day. Like, I just want memories created with people. So like an ideal day would be if all of our close friends and family came down and we could hit the beach, we could see the dolphins, we could go parasailing, rent a boat. Yeah, I mean, me being a blue personality. People, give them people. Right, it's always going to be if I can hang out with my family and friends, but if it's just, if I switch so I don't take the same answer. You and, can have the same answer. And we don't, okay. uh, slow on to grandma and grandpa's. <laughs> <laughs> then I would go, like, to Bora Bora and just lay on those nets above the water. seen those in those bungalows? No, but I think we saw something like that in the at Bush Gardens with the animals. Yeah. Yes. Like the animals that were just yeah. kind of like lounging. Yep. And this, the floor in your room, like by your bed and stuff like that, is all glass. You can see right into the water. You can see the fishies without dropping your phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, bless America. Yeah. Bless my heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> well, so in this week, we've probably learned how to use the terms Bless your heart. Yep. Um, we've done pronunciation of vowels, of um, the different ways that people say things in Wisconsin and North Carolina and Florida. Somebody in the ocean in Florida actually called me out for having a Carolina accent. Didn't know I had one. Anyway, well, Sloan came up with, with a term that I am forever going to use, and that is alivement. Yes. So I think that our alivement levels were a five, right, Sean? Right. And a six. I don't. I didn't give mine. I would call me at like a six or a seven. I think it's actually gone up since this podcast. Oh, yeah. um, but it's about to go down because right. we're going to go to bed. <laughs> but I love you guys so much. Thank you for letting yeah. me come yeah. to your home and sit on your couch and just have a conversation with me. Yeah. So we love you. I'm Thank giving you, for you a big old hug. They can't. They can't like you know fill it in the podcast. And we're not social distancing, by the way. Not at all. Is there anything that y'all want to say as we end out? My advice, marry your best friend. I love that. Good advice. That's I'll good stuff. That. Yeah. yeah. Mine's a unicorn, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. Thanks for listening to...